0: Good morning, on you all. I presume that uh, you're having a great day, and if you're not, well, you get to be at choice about that. So, things I discovered along this path. I was in a counseling session with one of my members up in Salt Lake City at that time, and. She was going on and on and on and bemoaning how awful it was and he was doing this and she was doing that and she was always looking out here about all the problems out there and it struck me. It was my story moment. It struck me, wow, and I said out loud that's really an interesting way to use your power and her jaw dropped to the floor. And at first, she was insulted. And then she realized the truth of my words. And the lights popped on. Which is one of my favorite things to observe in this teaching. And with this work, is watching people's eyes pop on. You need to know in order to have the life you want. And then it went a little bit longer and said, everything you need to know in order to have the life you say you want. It's time to cut cheese, (laughs) it's time to cut to the chase and put your pedal to the metal kind of a thing. It's time to act instead of just living in the theories and the woo woo and, and that's all fun and everything over a pitcher of beer. But people, life is about living and so my whole work, my whole 30 plus years in pulpits during this lifetime, it's always been about action. So I called myself an actionist. I'm not an activist. I'm an actionist. I promote, teach, and facilitate people acting through their lives, acting the God within into the outer. But we've got to find out what those things are that we use to hold ourselves stayed and find out those things that help us step into a more fruitful life. So Albert Einstein wrote, or at least said, All models are useful, some models, I'm sorry, all models are wrong, some models are useful. That captures it for me, and so you're gonna get a model today that's useful. Is it wrong? Yeah, because the model is not the thing. But it gives us a chance to step back and look at what we're doing in our lives and how we're thinking about life in our lives gives us a chance to step back and look at that stuff and possibly shift a degree or two, or more. I mean, I've done so many 180s, I am turned around, I tell you. (laughs) Um, Okay. One of the great difficulties, this is from the Science of Mind, the fourth chapter, and during January, a lot of centers will go through the basic four chapters, and I tied those four chapters in with the Spiritual Mind Treatment, and every time there was a fifth Sunday, I would talk about release, 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 release. And it's not what you used to think it was. It's different than that. It's about rethinking things. One of the greatest difficulties, one of the great difficulties in this new order of thought is that we are likely to indulge in too much theory and too little practice. Can I get an Amen. And as a matter of fact, we only know as much as we can prove by actual demonstration. You do not know you have power until you act. And have you ever felt powerless in your life, just go like this, if it wasn't as a two-year-old when mom wouldn't bring the bottle when you wanted it, that's a sense of powerlessness all the way up to getting reamed at work or doing something stupid and having to be held accountable for that. We were powerful enough to do the thing and we're powerful enough to take responsibility for it, but we forget that. So one of the things that you will discover in the brief overview during the talk today and during the workshop in greater depth is that we know we know we have power when we act. It's actually one of the definitions of the word power. So everything you need to know These are the five things, and that's it. Now, the workshop, I'm going to do a deep dive into each one and give you a chance to play with each one and think about each one. But first of all, your definitions are your law. This came to me as another story moment. In 1982, no, I'm sorry, fall of 1981 in a Science of Mind 1 class, which is one of the ancient previous versions of the classwork. Of foundations today and that was a six month class it was not just ten weeks or eight weeks it was six months three hours once a week for those six months and by the time you were done with that if you could not do spiritual mind treatment you have not paid attention because the key that we offer is this teaching The key we offer through this teaching is spiritual mind treatment, which is a way to liberate who we have thought we are or have been up to this point in time and what we can become. We'll talk about that more. Your definitions are your law. Second, there are only two things to do in this life to have the life you want. There's only two things you have to do. Only two. We'll get into that. You're always a choice, and there are only two choices. Whew. All this time you thought you had a multitude of choices and an infinite number of choices. There are only two. I'm going to give you that one. It's a freebie. You can either resist the truth or accept the truth. How does the wor- first one work out for you? Does resisting the truth work for you? I think it does strengthen us in realizing we can be stupid and still live and then still move forward in life and we can correct those mistakes. And the beauty and joy of making mistakes is that we get to learn something new or get to realize something that we've been in denial about. We get to move closer to accepting the truth in, in its wholeness. The fourth one: life is simple. life is natural. Life is perfect. And what I mean by life is perfect, it's whole, complete, as is, nothing's missing. Nothing. And last, it's all God, and you make up the rest. The chair you're sitting in, it's God. We would call it inanimate, but that doesn't make any less a manifestation of the infinite, correct? Correct? That chair started out as an idea. And where did that idea come from? Can you say the five-syllable God? <laughs> I practiced on that one. Okay, let's get into the first one. Your definitions are your law. Any experience, any experience, in and of itself is neutral. Have you ever had an experience that you thought made you small, made you wrong? The person who doesn't use their signal indicator, it's like, what is wrong with life that people don't use their signal indicator? Have you gone down (laughs) I-17? Exactly. So everything, every experience in and of itself is neutral. It has no power. Experiences have no power over us. The decisions, conclusions we draw about that event, that experience, or ourselves, or other people, or life itself, and our relationship with all of that, it's that decision or conclusion where the power lives. It lays in waiting. It waits for us to actualize it. And through our thinking, by drawing a conclusion, We assign a definition, and all of a sudden, we're demonstrating that as true. You ever heard that you become what you believe? If you've been around here more than about 10 seconds, you have, I'm sure. Okay, let's look at the cycle of experience itself. This is where the idea of your definitions are your law came from. You start out with an experience, and that experience You make a decision or draw a conclusion about that experience. So what decision or conclusion have you drawn so far about today's experience in church according to you? You've drawn a conclusion, you've made a decision, whatever that may happen to be. That definition, that conclusion came from somewhere usually. Normally we don't stop and think about the decisions we're making. Normally it's just automatic. We decide, this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong, this is black, this is white. She's okay, he's not. You know how women are. You know how men are. You know, it's like those kinds of conclusions I'm talking about literally drive us into a forward experience very similar. Draw, make the decision, draw a conclusion. We establish in our minds this definition. We Assign meaning to that experience. It gives us a perspective. Perspective and perception are different. Perspective is where I stand in the room, and I see things differently from over here than I see from over here or from out there, etc. Those perspectives determine what we perceive, which causes the experience we have. Now, oftentimes, have you ever been there, done that? where you married the same person over and over again? You had the same job over and over again at different companies? You seeing a pattern here? Man, been there, did that. Started thinking about if we are in control of our experience, and I believe we are 100% responsible for our experience, then we are the ones who ended up recreating this thing. We recreate it so we can work out whatever we didn't work out last time. It's karma in the real term without having to go through several lifetimes physically. It's several emotional or mental lifetimes. And that's marvelous. It's another opportunity. It says if the universe is saying, if I can anthropomorphize the universe for just a moment, it's like saying, God, I'm saying, if I can anthropomorphize the universe for just a moment, it's like saying, God, I love you so much. I'm going to give you a chance to do that again. It's a do-over, and I figure, personally, as a religious scientist, it's not a mistake unless you've made three, three times. You got to do it at least three times, otherwise, you're not done with it. But then I'm slow. So the experience cycle, we'll go into a little more depth during the workshop. Okay. Item number two. There are only two things you have to do in order to have the life you want. Hmm, really? Two things, and that's it. Know what you want and accept it. Any questions? I mean, think about it. If we are unwilling oftentimes, if not always, subjectively resistant to having a new experience, stepping into a new life, embracing a new relational experience, whether it's at work or in personal relationships or in a community at large, you accept what you want. If you accept that into your life, you stand a chance of having the life you say you want. However, however, have you ever said you wanted something and then you got it and you found out you didn't? Change your mind. You can let that go and accept something new. Get a different job. I'll let you follow on whatever that might happen to be for you. So these are the only two things you need to do in order to have the life you want or have the life you say you want. always a choice and there are only two choices, accept to resist the truth. I cannot emphasize enough accepting or resisting the truth. What if you don't know what the truth is? As I look ar- around the room, I see some smiling faces. I see some glistening eyes. I see some people realizing that they're in this room and, and they may not have signed up for this. You're gonna talk about everything I need to know? Well, are you accepting the fact that you're resisting the truth? (laughs) That's a good start to start turning it around. Are you resisting the fact that you are accepting the truth or resisting the fact that you're resisting the truth? And any combination therein, those are the only two choices you have to make in life in order to have what you want, and that is to accept or resist the truth. The truth sometimes is that wake-up call you least want to get. Maybe it's time for a new car. <laughs> Inside story. <laughs> we, the motorhome in the, in the lot is Jan's and mine. And we had a similar motorhome, but one foot shorter a couple of years ago. And it was Jan's first experience of driving a motorhome pulls into a gas station in Green River, uh, Utah, and it's a small, quick stop kind of a gas station. And the person who was in the right-hand side of the lane that we climbed into, almost literally climbed into, was almost in the middle of the lane, but it was the only open lane. So we just, no, I pulled in close enough to the pump to be able to pump the gas, and far enough away from this guy, so at least, I mean, there was this much room between our rig and their car. Started pumping gas and got everything done. It was Jan's turn to drive. So she pulls out, not realizing the rear end of the rig swings wide when you turn this thing. And there's a reason why they have those concrete pillars, the gas pumps. <laughs> and we found out why would they have them. And it peeled our bumper back about 45 degrees. Well, we ended up finishing our trip. This is a great story, honey. It's one of your story moments. (laughs) We continued our trip and people just stayed away from us on the freeway. (laughs) It gave her lots of free space to learn how to drive this darn thing. We went to Denver, spent some time with friends, went to San Diego, continued a vacation for a week, came back to Denver, finished our trip, came back home. At the time we were living in Salt Lake City and uh, <sighs> went to find out how much it is going to cost to get this bumper repaired. Also, the one of the basements was torn, torn apart. How much is going to cost to get this thing repaired? And eh, bottom line, it came out to be about seventy five hundred bucks. Okay, great. And I had seen an RV lot about two blocks down the road and went to this RV lot, and there in that lot were three matching Forest River FR3s sitting there was a 29 a 30 and a 33 foot rig the tw- 29 I didn't like the layout the 30 foot was the layout I'd been looking for in a rig and the 33 was completely wrong for a layout there are certain layouts you learn as you RV a little bit learning what works what doesn't work and things to stay away from and things you end up having to fix because they make them wrong so we got we decided to buy that rig so we traded what this beat up rig we traded it as is for this new rig and it costs us an extra $12,000. So 5000 more, we got a brand new rig. It had only been driven to the lot. It had a washer dryer in it. Jan went, yes! And she said, anytime you want to upgrade the rig, honey, let me know. I mean, that's why we peeled back the bumper so that we could move up to another rig. So see, there's Something to be said about a Tesla. (laughs) Where was I? (laughs) Except to resist the truth. Let's go to the next one. Life is simple. Life is natural. Life is perfect. Whole, complete, as is. Nothing's missing. And you are part of life. And we have two options as being part of life. We can either be natural or we can be normal. How many of you spent a lot of your life trying to be normal? Fitting in, belonging, betraying the soul of you in order to be accepted by people who really you don't want to be accepted by. So, you with me? So, you are at choice about being natural or normal, and that's an, that's an acknowledgement of acceptance or resistance of the truth, no question. And that's what's important is that we recognize that we are accepting or resisting the truth about being natural or normal. Be natural. Our beloved special musicians this morning, what a natural, sweet, warm, heartfelt experience that they shared with us. Was anybody not affected? That's how it works. The more you are letting God be you as you, the more God we have present the more prosperity of imagination and creativity we have present. Being natural is your godsend. It's your life savior. It will help you live more fully. And since with this Sunday, we're closing out the prosperity program, the pledge program, I'm sorry, then do you want to be natural or do you want to be normal? Do you want to fit in or do you want to do what works? What works is to give and find out that you have enough. But you don't know that until you try it. The most generous people I know don't have a lot, but they give of themselves. That's huge. And the last one it's all God and you make up the rest. Meister Eckhart. God expects but one thing of you, and that is that you should come out of yourself insofar as you are a created being made, and let, let God be God in you. Now, I have this theory that God is infinite. We personify it, but it's not personifiable. We anthropomorphize it, but that's our making up. We learn some things that you use to suppress you, Makes sense? Here you get to find out more about that which helps to liberate you. And I'm talking about here as in this center with this philosophy. If you start digging into it, you're gonna find one of the most liberating messages you will ever encounter, and that can be scary. So you can either resist or you can accept the truth. So consciously choose and have your life everyone benefits, more God is, is available because of it and the last slide for, tonight, for today is a reminder, your definitions are your law there are only two things to do to have the life you want, there are all, you're always a choice and there are only two choices to make life is simple, life is natural you are part of life therefore you are natural at your core so it's time to let that out and it's all God's and you make up the rest how are you making it up right now Be blessed. Now, I've been told that if a person cannot give a spiritual mind treatment in two minutes, they don't know the truth. (laughs) This is an old time, I mean, literally... He was a fundamentalist religious scientist, and I consider myself one. So I take that to heart. So I invite you to join with me, and I may use different words than yours. I invite you to join with me as we go into that place, that place that I know as the center of everything, the infinite God. So if you just take a deep breath and let go, And I stand right now aware of the infinite intelligence, infinite power, and infinite presence that fills the universe and everything in it. I know it in me as me, I know it in and as everyone. And here in this room, I know the feeling of that starts settling into the body. The presence itself, I would call that feeling of rapport or harmony, peace. Love. The power itself I know as the animation of my body, that the blood moves through all of the vessels, etc., etc., and so on. So that infinite power, that infinite presence, that infinite intelligence, I recognize with every thought. It moves thought, it sees beauty and creativity. All of that exists right here, right now, within me, within everyone here. And I feel so grateful for it. (sighs) I breathe deeper because of it. I encourage others because of it. And with that joy filling me, full to overflowing, I simply let that be. And together we affirm it by saying, and so it is.